All right. <clears throat> hey everyone, welcome back to Superpod, the No Filter MSP show. I'm your host Praveen, and I'm super excited to be on the show here. Superpod, super excited. You know, I gotta use that term. Anyway, so today's guest has been a two-time MSP owner, been an IT director multiple times, and is now heading a print partner. What print partner? The first time I heard this, I was like bemused. I was surprised, and I. To be very honest, I, I didn't even know that there was a print partner that was existing for MSPs, right? So, uh, uh, you know, he heads, uh, you know, a print partner for MSPs called Green Office Print Partners. And I'm super eager to know about evolution of MSPs, you know, print partners, where do they fit in the MSP ecosystem amongst a ton of other things. So let's get started. Welcome to Superpod, the No Filter MSP show, Mitch. Thank you, Praveen. I'm grateful to be here. Okay, so I'll I'll start off uh, with uh, two questions, right? One, as I told you, you've been in uh, you know the MSP space for more than two decades. So uh, tell us about uh, you know how did this MSP space look uh, you know two decades back? Yeah, well, I am an engineer at heart, and I always was the guy that was helping folks with computers. Even as young as thirteen, my dad uh, took me to one of his clients' offices because. I happen to know computers really well. And I did my first consulting gig. This guy had two computers that weren't networked and his secretary was spending about, I don't know, two hours every day dumping data from her computer to his computer so that the next day he could work on one day old data. And then she'd have to then take the data off of his computer and put it onto her computer. So there was always a two day gap in between the data that was being used. And I, I don't even know how I figured it out, but I found the zip uh, command in DOS and I wrote a batch file and I reduced it from a 15 or 16 disk uh, copy process to a two disk copy process that took about, I don't know, eight minutes and they were blown away. And from that point in time, you know, I could tell, even though, you know, I didn't get, certainly didn't get compensated for it, but I could tell I was compensated with gratitude and I realized that there was something of value there. Um, it wasn't until another like 10 years later that I realized that I really had a knack for it. While I was a Unix admin for a company, you know, I started doing uh, business on the side with folks. Everybody was always asking me, can you help with this? And then businesses were asking. So by the time, you know, I was 30, um, I kind of pulled my head out of my ass and said, hey, I can make a business. And I started a break fix business uh, doing MSP for residential around Chicago. I had just moved to Chicago and um, I didn't have any connections. I met a few people. Word started getting around that this is what I do. And before you know it, I had a really fantastic network of clients that were supporting me and my livelihood. Those clients started to share the word with business owners and I started doing IT for businesses. And I, I started out, I was doing a network admin position when I moved to Chicago for a company, just, you know, regular grind network admin stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I, after about six months, I was able to leave that and uh, start my own LLC. Um, and then, what's that? Yeah. 
Uh, sorry, go on, Mitch. I was saying, I was just nodding oh. as as you're saying. <laughs> ah, so um, so yeah, so that was that was it for about ten years. It, it evolved from break fix, and then I read uh, Carl Palchuk's managed services in a month, and that was around twenty oh six seven. And I started talking to other mentors in the space and they're like, Hey, you know, really this break fix stuff is for the birds. You're like a, you know, a fire, a firehouse. You're just waiting for somebody to ring the bell and sure you got some project work and you got this and that, but your paycheck is feast or famine. So um, I made the decision to, to just draw a line. I, I wrote yeah, a letter so to, to yeah, so I was saying, so uh, Carl's book basically inspired you to kind of uh, start the MSP from not wrong. <laughs> yes, he turned, he transitioned me from a break fix to uh, managed services. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I read that book. I read the e- E-Myth book. There was, you know, I think it was like the E-Myth is what it was called. Mm-hmm. That book and Carl Palchuk's book both inspired me to the point I was just like, you know, and, and you know, just the community that, that I was connected to, talking to the MSP community. Mm-hmm. Um, I was inspired and I realized like, you know, you just got to take a chance. And, and I wrote a letter to every one of my clients and I said, starting, you know, two months from now, I'm no longer going to be going to be offering break fix services. Um, and here's, you know, here's the options and, you know, please contact me so we can discuss mm-hmm. how to proceed forward. And if you, mm-hmm. if you work with me, then we're on, we're going to go to managed services. And if you don't, I'm going to help you find a new service provider. So, I stuck to that about 80%. Um, there were some great clients that didn't want to go the managed service route and I kept them as break fix clients, but the revenue from them was so significant that, you know, I would have been foolish to, to change that. I think at any rate. Um, and then I, I stayed that way, uh, you know, for about, uh, until 2010 when I sold my first MSP. And the reason I sold it is just because uh, I'm a great engineer. And I think this is probably something that a lot of MSP will resonate with. It's like, I'm a great engineer. I can solve any technical issue that you throw at me. And I don't care if it's a infrastructure issue, a software issue. I don't care if it's a programming issue. You can put me, or if it's just like, I like puzzles. And I think a lot of MSP feel the same way. We like to figure shit out. And so I was no exception, but I was not a great business person. I was not molded to be somebody that knows how to run a great MSP and how to scale and when to make the decision to hire new resources. And, you know, I, I had paid for business coaches and I had, um, you know, I spent a lot of money on business coaches. And unfortunately, I just don't feel like I ever got value out of it um, because I wasn't confident enough to do the work that they were asking me to do. They would tell me what I needed to do and I would nod my head and say, yes, but it just wasn't intuitive to me and, and I didn't have conviction to execute. So um, long story short, in 2010, I was just like freaked out with the, the scale, the size that my company had gotten to. There were some important decisions that had to be made about hiring, um, about how to scale to accommodate client needs. And I just kind of threw my hands up and I said, I, I'm going to hang myself or, or I got to find another solution. And that's when I realized I need to you know, find an MSP that I could sell my book of business to. So it wasn't me, you know, like building this giant badass MSP that was just ready and packaged to go. It was me building this giant kind of badass MSP that had fantastic clients and, and tremendous, you know, relationships and value. Um, that was a mess. Like there was no 
you know, CRM really running the whole thing. It was all off of spreadsheets. So it was like a hot mess. It was not a neat, tidy package. And when the MSP that I, I, I interviewed like 15, 20 different MSP, um, met with these guys, heard the story. There was one guy that stood out as a compelling, um, you know, individual that had, uh, I felt his vision and, and business goals aligned with what I felt was appropriate for my client base. And we came to an agreement and it wasn't very, you know, tactical. It was really just a, an agreement based on gut. Um, there was no, you know, positioning and posturing on either side. We just said, Hey, you know, here, I said, here's what the value is. And here's what I think it's worth. And he said, here's what I think it's worth. And we came to a number. It was really quick, had an agreement drawn up in a day or two. And then the attorneys looked at it and it was done. Um, and I was grateful for the opportunity to bring my clients into a, a company, a larger MSP that had resources, this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. What I learned through that, though, is that, you know, the love and care that you bring as an individual uh, to your client base is not always going to translate to the company that acquires your MSP, where I had these beautiful relationships with clients and they were my first priority at every turn. Well, a larger company looks at it not like that. They look at it as a ticket and they look at it as SLA. Yeah. And that was difficult for me to transition into yeah. all these people I think, that I was. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt Mitch, but I think, uh, you know, a couple of uh, very interesting points you made. So I just want to kind of uh, dive into your, you know, one, the relationships uh, part, right. Uh, you know, as uh, MSPs, uh, you know, a lot of times you're so lost in metrics, tickets, you know, SLAs under the pressure that we uh, at times don't see the people behind the ticket that, hey, it might be an actual person going through a problem trying to solve their day because, you know, ultimately the client or the end user might be in some pressure from their bosses or whatever is going on around them, right? So that's, I mean, something that really stood out for me and I hope a lot of MSP owners kind of take away. And second thing is across your story, I noticed a very nice pattern is uh, the importance you've placed on relationships, right? Because right from your first MSP, you know, where you had told that, you know, the word had gotten around, that uh, this guy was awesome. Again, I think you had delivered an exceptional service there. Again, you know, the way you approached your existing clients with your first, you know, when you were turning your break fix, shop, uh, break fix shop into an MSP, you know, the approach you took to write to them, asking them to come on board, again, providing exceptional service. I think if I had to kind of uh, take away two journeys, uh, I mean, two aspects from your journeys, it would be one exceptional customer service and seeing the people as people and not as tickets, SLAs, and, you know, a metrics that you can tick off as a technician. I, I, I think that's a very keen uh, observation. And yes, um, and awesome. it's, it's tough. Not all people, not all MSP, um, you know, naturally feel that way. Like I'm great. I'm grateful that I have, I'm, I, you know, a little, I have this maybe a stronger empathic sense of, duty, you know, to my customer and what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, frankly, it's not, it's fantastic for business relationships. Is it great for making money? You know, the jury's uh, still out. It's, yes. You can't uh, have both. You can't be, I don't think you can be like, you know, I guess you can have that both. You you have to, to measure it out. The, la the second MSP that I sold to showed me that you can have both. Um, they were, they were very, I think they were very good about that. 
Yeah. You know, uh, to your point, Mitch, I was uh, recently reading this book called The Go-Giver. So in, in fact, that's one book recommendation I make, a lot, you know, a lot of folks to read where, uh, you know, they keep uh, speaking about how you have to be a go-giver uh, in terms of, you know, uh, providing more value than you receive, you know, the number of people that you impact and, you know, kind of being selfless, uh, you know, when you want to serve people. And, you know, when you do that, revenue just happens to be a side product, uh, right? One yeah. of the things that you will end up making is revenue, but you'll build re- lasting relationships. You will have people who are rooting for you. And, you know, people become your walking ambassadors when you're a go-giver, right? So I think, yeah. uh, so it's a book that I highly recommend everyone to read. So to our listeners as well. So probably if you folks have the time over the weekend, it's a short book. So I I recommend everyone to read that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I will check that out. Yes. So, Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch. So I want to kind of uh, get into the present day, right? Yes, we did talk about how awesome you are with your clients and stuff like that. So uh, the Sprint Partners, uh, you know, with your current uh, role, how did you even get into it? You know, what was it like? And, you know, just talk, uh, talk to us about how did you find this opportunity and why come back into the MSP space again after, you know, oh. kind of building two MSPs? I love it. Um, so in, in, in 2010, I sold. Um, in 2011, um, I developed a relationship with one of the owners of the company that owns Print Partner, Green Office Partner. One of the owners approached me and said, hey, can I sell print to your clients? And I said, I guess so. Like, as long as you don't give me a reason not to, yeah, I mean you know, go ahead. Um, and by this time, you know, I'd already recognized that there was, you know, 20, 30 different print vendors scattered throughout my client environment. And anytime that there was a print issue, you know, I was frustrated with printers. There was anytime there was an issue, I had to like figure out, oh, who's your print guy? And then I'd be like, oh, can you go to the device and take a picture of the uh, tag on it? And then I'd call the people and they were usually, you know, just half-baked copier slingers, these guys that just wanted to sell a box and move on and call every three years, kind of like, uh, you know, many of the telco vendors back in the day. So they asked me if, if they could sell. I said, sure. And they, they, they paid me 250 bucks for every introduction that I made. They gave me a thousand bucks for every copier they placed. And they paid me 5% of the recurring revenue on the print allotment, which is, you know, I was like delighted. That's great. Like, I'll keep introducing you all day long, as long as my customers keep coming back to me and saying, these guys are fantastic. Uh, they, you know, they're taking great care of us. Or they said, thanks for the intro. It didn't work out, but like they were nice guys. Um, so they never gave me a reason not to say no uh, to, to, you know, to making an introduction. This relationship lasted and I sold my second MSP. I, so I left the MSP I sold to in 2013. I started a backup disaster recovery, uh, you know, uh, company that was like a fart in the wind. Nobody wanted to buy. It was or- oriented towards doctors and doctors don't want to spend money. Um, and so uh, at least not on me. And so then I started another MSP and that exploded over a period of like three and a half, four years. It just it took off it beyond my wildest imagination. And, and so I, I partnered again, I, I sold my business to another uh, company. And then when I left that company uh, in 2020, I was looking around trying to figure out what to do next. And the owners of the company reached out and said, Hey, dude, like you got to come to work for us. And I'm like, no way in hell I'm working for a copy company. Like that's not sexy. That's not, I'm going to be an IT director for this <laughs> giant company, or I'm going to, 
start another business. My trajectory is, you know, totally different. And then I thought about it over a weekend and it just clicked as, as cleanly and as neatly as, as it could have been. And the, the vision's persistent to this day. I mean, it's crystal clear that the, the print space is, you know, it's an open gap in the MSP playbook. Mm-hmm. MSP don't have a solution for print. It's mm-hmm. plain and simple. Got and it. so MSP have tools for everything else. You got, you got your BDR vendors. Yeah. I mean, you got a partner for absolutely everything. And so it occurred to me, I'm like, I know these guys, I know this community, I know this space. Like, of course, this makes perfect sense in the word, the, the, you know, the, the company named print partner came in, you know, to, to mind. I'm like, and I, I built it out. I developed a mock website, you know, for our future with our integrations and everything else. And I said, this is where we're going. And I presented it to these guys and, and, you know, they were just like, yes, like, let's do it. And so I, I've never had as much fun. I mean, building the, the, the two MSPs and all the stuff I did, it was really exciting work. I love it. But this is hands down the coolest thing that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, ha- I've, I'm having more fun than I've ever had uh, in my career. That's, um, and I- uh, yep. Uh, sorry to uh, get interrupt. I mean, that's pretty interesting to hear. Again, one thing that stood out was, you know, it's the relationship that, uh, you know, took you to your new job as well. So, uh, you know, my uh, natural question comes to, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, you know, you have this figured out, but, uh, you know, how do MSPs kind of work with you? Uh, let's say, you know, yeah, you, the primary problem that you take out of the ecosystem is MSPs not having to, let's say, deal with, let's say, 15, 20 uh, different print partners uh, for their clients. One and two, obviously, this is... Uh, uh, let's say a passive income for all the MSPs with the referrals they make and the each machines that you install and stuff like that. So, Hey, that's all great. So w- what happens if there's a problem with uh, the printer or the copier machine that you've installed, right? So one, where do clients log in their tickets, who solves it? And, you know, do you stick to the MSPs uh, SLA timings and stuff like that? So how does all those operations uh, pan out Mitch? Ah, uh, cool. So if you partner with, if you decide to partner with Print Partner, Green Office Partner is the company that owns Print Partner. Green Office Partner has been in business since 2007. They started out as Cartridge World, then they evolved to copier sales, and then they evolved as MSPs went from break fix to MSP. Uh, these guys evolved from copier sales to managed print. They're an Inc. 5000 company. They're a presence in uh, 47 states. We just got Alaska. So, we definitely have a lot of clients scattered all over the place and we're handling tickets as you can imagine all day long. Um, and our service and delivery team is managing the entire thing. So we've got a couple of benefits. Um, one, it's our team, it's our employee. So green office partner again, owns print partner and it's green office partner employees that are answering the phone, uh, eight o'clock AM to six o'clock PM. They're the ones that are answering the phone, uh, taking all the tickets, uh, and, and helping people resolve their issues to completion. If you're an MSP referral partner of ours, then we triage your uh, your MSP. So instead of playing ping pong with the customer, if one of say you introduce us to a, one of your clients, we win a, a, a contract with them, and they're they're now we're now handling their print. Um, and they have an issue, they call us. Instead of us hanging up and saying, hey, sorry, you gotta call your MSP because it's a print spooler that needs to be restarted or something like that. 
we're instead going to say, hey, um, can you hang tight? We're going to get in touch with your MSP and we're going to try and get first call resolution on this. And then so the three of us will then work together to, to resolve the issue. As far as the SLA is concerned, you know, we don't meet necessarily, you know, the, the MSP's SLA, but our, our turnaround time is, you know, is fantastic. You'll see that we have from the moment that parts replacement is determined, we have a four to 24 hour turnaround to wow. be on site with the parts required to replace uh, or to, to resolve the issue, um, yeah. you know, based on parts availability, just like a server or a workstation. But um, and and so that's, you know, that's fantastic as well. And we're able to deliver that because we're part of the Xerox uh, partner network uh, or plat we're a platinum partner. And so mm -hmm. it's even if we aren't physically located in the city that every, you know, every city that we have print devices in, um, Xerox does. And so it's a Xerox employee that shows up with the part in hand, ready to rock it out and, and take care of the issue. Got it. So, um, uh, so, uh, so if I'm getting this right, it's uh, more along the lines of MSPs could kind of outsource their frontline support to green office uh, partners as well, so that you take care of pretty much any fra service desk tickets in addition to all the printer tickets. Well, no, just print only. Print. Ah, just print. You Got don't it, want us. You don't want us troubleshooting a, a network. I mean, we Got can it. do it. We do it all the time, but we we take over. We specifically focus on print. Got it. So, Got it. Yeah. So our relationship. So 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 an MSP would make an introduction to us if they overheard their client saying like, if, if I was an MSP or let's say you were an MSP, you overheard your client say man, like we just, we're, we're spending so much money on print. We don't trust our print vendor. We don't like them or th their copier is uh, always broken, this, that, or the other. Then you would say, well, I've got a partner that I can introduce you to. You'd call us up and say, hey, guys, we got an opportunity I'd like to introduce you to. And I would connect you with one of the sales reps from Green Office Partner. They would take the, the sale through to its natural forward. conclusion. And then our agreement would typically include either it could be something as simple as like a single printer mm -hmm. or a single copier, or it could be as complicated as a 26 site company that has, you know, a company that has 26 locations with 150 printers and copiers mixed in, and they want somebody to take the whole thing under management. We do that. But our whole focus is 100% on, on printers and copiers. Got it. Print and copy uh, and, and print the apps that support them, any of the, the workflow apps. So uh, in terms of, uh, let's say, are the clients to reach out to you, uh, do they still use the uh, ticketing from what the MSP provides or do uh, you have a separate portal or a separate number that, that they get in touch with you? They have a, so they would, so we do not white label. So they would reach out to green office partner for any support related issues. And Got the it. cool thing is any print devices that we put out in the client environment has, mm -hmm. you know, of course it has the tick there, the sticker on it, but also directly from the interface, you can tap a support button, uh, type in your name, it. your email address, and then press, you know, in a, a description of the ticket and press send, it'll come right into our help desk along with the machine ID, any error codes and anything else that we would need to begin troubleshooting. Got it, got it. I mean, that, that's an awesome uh, way to kind of raise tickets, right? It kind of takes all the friction out. So uh, then yeah. my question uh, comes uh, down to, you know, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of uh, competitors and stuff like that. So if you could just uh, tell me what are the stuff that, uh, you know, as an MSP, I need to look at, uh, you know, uh, when I finalize a, a print partner. 
So, uh, you know, what are the th criteria that I should be looking at? One is obviously an, a nationwide presence and, you know, how soon can they turn up and stuff like that. So how Super. do I, I, you know, I might have, as you rightly said, 20 other people competing for, uh, you know, the same referral and stuff like that. Yeah. So, or how do I so, finalize a partner? Well, so here's the deal. What I say is this, like, so we're the only people in the space doing this, like actively pursuing MSP nationally to provide the service. But that doesn't mean that any MSP that's listening to this or any MSP, you know, if you have a print vendor in your community that you trust, partner with them. Like we're just, you know, we're going to get plenty of business, but, you know, and we would love to work with any MSP that wants to come around, but here's the main thing. You want to find a print vendor, one that you can trust, meaning uh, that they don't sell MSP services so that when, you know, whoever you have a relationship with at, at that print vendor, when they leave the company and somebody else, some random person comes in, they're not going to suddenly start slinging their MSP uh, menu at your client. So you want to be able to trust that they're going to, you know, one, not sell MSP services, two, that they're going to make you look great, that they're going to take great care of your customer and really deliver. Um, a positive, you know, impact on how your clients think about you and your ability to make a referral. You also want one that's going to be able to service them. You know, if you, if you have clients, if you're, if you're just a local MSP, everything to you is local. You don't have clients that are out of town and whatnot, then, then a local print provider would be fine for you. Um, if you have clients that are all over the country, you want a print vendor that's going to be able to service all over the country. And also, Take that big picture of print that no MSP thinks about. Take that big picture of print and help kind of boil it down for your customers so that they can, just the same way that you as an MSP want to, you know, help them detail out their workstation replacement schedule, or here's how we're going to just evolve your entire infrastructure so that you're all under one pane of glass. We'll do the same thing for print and make their lives so much less complicated. So somebody that, that can scale with you. Hmm. And, you know, somebody that'll pay you, great. Like if somebody yes. that will pay you for the referrals, take it. Like we had one MSP referral partner give us a deal in February. It's a Denver MSP, introduced us to a customer in Seattle. We closed the deal in April. Yeah, we closed the deal in April. It's a $145,000 uh, deal taking over uh, print across three states, multiple, multiple locations. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, the MSP is going to make $13,000 at a minimum over five years. And that's just based off of the numbers for the first stage of the deal. Anything that we sell to this customer over the next five years, the MSP is going to continue to get paid on and their print allotment keeps going up. So if you can get paid, so I think that like one, having a trusted vendor and somebody that's going to make you look good and take great care of the, you know, the devices, et cetera, that in itself is enough if you if, if that's awesome. what you're looking for if you can get paid for it too why not nothing like it yeah absolutely so i think uh, some great insights there right in terms of you know if you are an msp that's focusing on your geography as a constraint then i think a local partner is going to be much more useful as compared to let's say i'm focusing on vertical uh, let's say construction industry all across us or construction industry all across uk then probably someone with a more national presence and someone with a history might really help. I think some really great insights uh, there, Mitch.
So, okay. Cool. Uh, in terms of, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, you were about to say something. Oh no, I just said, cool. Uh, okay, so in terms of uh, this thing, right? Uh, uh, quickly, two questions. What is the percentage of tickets that I mean, since you've been an MSP owner as well, what percentage of tickets are printer related or copy related issues? Uh, you know, just to give our MSPs a perspective on, hey, what can these print partners take off your plate? <laughs> yeah, so you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about that at the beginning, and it was a metric that we were like always wanting to share with MSPs, but it's just so variable. I, you know, I say five, you know, five to 10% at any given point in time, if an MSP was to just, you know, do a dump of all their, their, their support requests, if you have a thousand, you know, support requests uh, or a hundred support requests, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, five to 10% of those were, uh, you know, print related. But then the other thing is the time suck. Because if you have a print, if, if you're an MSP that doesn't have relationships with print vendors, they don't know you. They don't care who you are. They don't care that your front line is calling. You're just another random person to them. You're Granted, you're an MSP and you care about your customer, but a lot of these guys, they're just like, whatever, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, so so there's the time suck. Like a lot of MSPs, you get into a, a SMTP issue uh, or trying to get LDAP set up on a on a device, and and the device's interface is kludgy, and you need their help to get it done. Half the time, they don't even know what you know the way to navigate the interface. So, it could be you know you could burn a couple few hours on something, and then there's the black hole. So so even though it's five ten percent, it's like what happens. Your customer or your frontline gets a call from from a client. Hey, we got a problem with this device. And you're like, great, it's a print device. It's not even our print device. It's the copier. Great. All right, we got it. We're gonna we're gonna do our third party vendor support thing that you know that you're paying us for. And you call that guy, and they're like, oh yeah, we got it. Great. And then your customer calls you back two days later, and they're like, what the hell, dude? Like the, the copier is still down. And you're like, oh, you look bad. And you're like, oh, so you call up the copier vendor. And you're like, hey, what's up? Like you told us two days ago, you look at it. Oh, well, then it's like a black hole. Nobody knows. So there's think, there's a uh, few aspects to it. We just don't know how to boil yes. it down to something simple. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. I think uh, what, what I'm seeing is, uh, you know, it's hard to put a number, but it boils down to the kind of experience you want to provide to your clients, right? Because yeah. you want to be there, you want to be solving important issues and not, you know, stuff around password resets or copy of machines that, you know, you can kind of outsource or you, where you can automate stuff or you know that someone can do it better, right? So why, and in the process, as you said, if we can make money, hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of insights, at least for me, I think uh, I, I told this to you in our previous uh, call as well, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, how much I learned during these conversations. So one last question before we jump on to the final section of our uh, podcast is, uh, uh, let's say uh, if, uh, you know, uh, an MSP chooses to go with a print partner, right? So, uh, you know, who are, I mean, you or anyone else from their local uh, circle, how, you know, how do they go and pitch it to their client I, uh, to ensure that, you know, they, the client doesn't get overwhelmed. So what should be the uh, MSP saying their client so that, you know, they can have a print partner somewhere down the line. Well, I'd say keep it simple and it really doesn't need, you know, with us or anybody, it's as simple as saying, you know, that, that hey, we've got a preferred print vendor that we work with. We think they might be able to help out, you know, with 
this we can they can definitely make better sense of it than we can do you mind if we make an introduction mm-hmm. um yeah it does there's there shouldn't be any hard press or you know hard sale the, the cool thing is as msps and you know everybody knows this is that like you're the trusted advisor for the for the client they're willing to take your recommendation on anything if you said hey you guys should you know get this brand wireless or this that they don't know any better they they really just want you know it's just like if you go to the grocer uh, and, and you say, Hey, you know, what's fresh today, you know, or you go to the fishmonger, what's fresh today. They're going to give you the best stuff that they can. They're not going to give you something that's like, you know, four days old and stinky. Uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to, yeah, anyways, but so, um, that was a pretty wild analogy, but, uh, yeah. anyways, the sentiment- but I think, uh, it does uh, drive a point. So, Hey, so I think uh, then it, it is kind of twofold, right? That our client trusts you. So you better make a recommendation that you trust and, you know, you trust that one, it will solve the issue and you trust that they'll look after the customer the same way that you look after them. Yeah. So I yes. think it was. So nice. Um, so the final section is, you know, a rapid fire round where I'm going to be like uh, posing a string of questions. And, you know, I hope that your answers are rapid and full of fire. Okay. I've, I've got fire. Yes, let's get started. So, uh, what's your biggest MSP pet peeve? Um, when folks uh, act superior to when they're just like, "Oh, you don't know." Like it's like, you know, when a client asks something and, and I hear an engineer or a tech being like, "These guys are idiots." Got it. Uh, okay, so uh, your number one productivity hack as an MSP owner or as a person? Mm, uh, going slow. Oh, being patient, nice being, being still. Yeah. Just that's a first, you know, like 20 odd episodes we've had, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you, uh, the number one resource you recommend MSPs to use or, you know, watch, listen, read or what, you know, any form of consumption. Hmm. Um, number one resource. Wow. I can't rapid fire on this. Um, I think, you know, man, if I could say meditation, Go to Sam Harris, use, learn how to meditate and start your morning out like that. Oh, that's, that's a really good one, uh, Mitch. Again, our first in our, uh, you know, 20 odd episodes of podcast. Okay. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, you did speak about how helpful the MSP community was, right? So, well, you know, uh, if as an MSP owner, I want to join a few communities, what are the top two or three communities that you recommend folks join or peer groups? Oh man. Well, I'm, I'm a huge fan. There's two, there's IT business owners group and then MSP unleashed and Facebook. Those guys have been, you know, just really full of good dialogue. Um, and there's just so much like MSP community. There's so much giving. It's just so cool. But those are, those are the two that, that I'm a fan of at present. Yep. Got it. So what's your favorite holiday destination? Hmm. Man, Panama's pretty cool. There's a little string of islands, the uh, San Blas Islands uh, on the north of uh, Panama. Um, really beautiful. Awesome. I, I'll make that as part of my travel uh, list next. Okay, the final one. Yeah. So who would you recommend we bring on the show as our next guest? Could be an MSP uh, owner or anyone from the ecosystem. Elon Musk. Ah, okay. I mean, that's on my or, list as well. <laughs> if you if you can't get him, there there's two names that come to mind. There's Michael Daly, who's uh, with MSP Unleashed. He's fantastic. And then there's also Jeremy Hewson, 
with Carton IT Services, um, who's just been a, a gem of a resource in, in uh, the MSP community. I don't think he perfect. ever sleeps. Oh, perfect. I will we'll speak with them and put forward your recommendation. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, Great. wonderful, wonderful uh, conversation, Mitch. Uh, as I said at the start, you know, I did learn a lot about print partners and pretty sure MSP owners and technicians listening to uh, this did as well. A lot of insights around how you can choose an MSP uh, print partner, you know, what to look for, what not to look for. I mean, filled with a lot of actionable insights. So thank you for doing this, taking the time out mm. to film with us today. And I hope to see you in one more episode. It's a pleasure to talk with you, Praveen, as always. And I look forward to talking to you some more. Thank you and see you. Bye-bye.